0: Julian Campbell here, and we've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we'll have a look at one of our Harvard Business Review tips. This one's looking at how to beat burnout. And we're also talking with Christina about uh, some of the uh, innovative products around. One of them is uh, a flying car. I suppose it had to come. Uh, but right now, we're going to have a chat with Craig McGregor, who's the president of the Maitland Business Chamber, just to find out what's going on with business in Maitland. Good afternoon, Craig.
1: G'day, Julian. How are
0: you going? I'm very well, and I suppose the starting point is, well, it's very hot in Maitland at the moment, and you were just saying your air conditioning was down.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's not much fun up here, that's for sure. <laughs> and I'm the
0: sure weekend. every
1: air conditioning mechanic is working their tails off as we speak.
0: And the point you raise is it does affect business, doesn't it?
1: It does. I was interestingly reading on the internet before we got started that the Newcastle Jets have postponed their game on Saturday, which, you know, that, that's a business. That, that you know, they're, they're thinking about the safety of their employees and moving the game to a potentially better time slot, and that affects their business. It might be a lesser crowd on a Monday night, so, yeah.
0: And, of course, working in a 40-plus degree day, I mean, work cover, work problems have to be taken care of there. Absolutely, 100%. So so what's happening with the Maitland Chamber? We've got some exciting start to the new year, you said to me.
1: Yeah, I am. I'm really excited. We yeah, last year we really made a focus on our breakfast and lunches to make sure that we had the uh, the best possible speakers to inform our, our members about what's going on around our region and and uh we've really done a great job in, in, in booking the first three of those and uh, next Thursday, on the 16th, for breakfast, we've got um, uh, the guys from the Newcastle Airport. Um, so they're coming to tell us about that facility. We've got Matthew Finlay. He's the Executive Manager of Commercial and Aviation Business Development. And they're going to tell us about the upgrades that have occurred and, and, and the general um, happenings at the airport. And even though that's not technically in Maitland, I think it does make have a major impact on hmm. our little region.
0: Of course, it's only, what, half an hour away anyway.
1: Yeah, and I think that's one of the focuses. I know last year we spoke a lot about the visitor economy and people coming in and visiting and and generating business and spending money in our our city. And I think um, the the, the closeness of the airport and the upgrades to the airport are going to make an increase in that sort of visitor economy spend in places like Maitland, so hopefully we can find out how we can uh, leverage off that effectively.
0: Mm, okay, so that's uh, what, uh, is that next week? The, um, yeah, next, the, next
1: the, Thursday. Next Thursday? So a couple of nights after you take your lovely wife out for Valentine's Day, <laughs> breakfast <laughs> yeah. on the Thursday, 7am.
0: Yeah, okay, and then uh, March?
1: Yeah, March, we've got um, last year, our our biggest meeting by far was when um, uh, Chris, the manager at Stockland Green Hills, uh, Chris Travers came along and and gave us a a really, I suppose, the starting point about what was going to occur, and this really is Maitland's largest uh, retail renovation, and and what's going to occur at Stockland's is is going to be quite revolutionary in terms of um, our region and and retail and and where people can go and eat and, and watch movies and do all those sorts of things. Um, I think that that's going to make a massive change to our region and he's going to come in March and give us an update on where they're at and and finish times and and I I believe from memory there was like a bit of a stage. There'll be some sections open mid this year and then some sections open in 2018, so he'll be able to give us a really good briefing on on where they're at with those.
0: And certainly they've been handling it very well, I mean, uh, I I expected... You know challenges with parking and things like that, but but I've been able to uh, park most of the times I've been there, even with all that building going on.
1: Yeah, look, and I think they you know they they they, they I think fast tracked their um, you know the green light red light parking um, system there to last Easter. The, with the knowledge that, yes, we're going to have some major interruptions to parking, so we probably need to make it easier. So you know, those, those customer service um, things are, are important as you're doing a major rebuild like this. And, and look, you know, we talked off air there a while back about, I think the timing of this is quite good, that you've got the, the levy project yeah. that was in stage one, Green Hills was in full uh, its full uh, normalcy. Uh, then they go into to build mode as, as stage one of the levees finished. So they're kind of piggybacking off each other. And I think for Maitland residents, you can sort of you know, tap into the, either the levee or Green Hills, whatever your needs are. And when they're both finished, they're going to be different spaces, and I think yeah. they'll attract different people. So that, yes, they will be competitive. There are retail competitors, but I think there'll be some aspects of it that will be able to you know, work together, which is great for our city.
0: And of course, the dining uh, uh, competitiveness too, because as you say, once. Uh, Greenhill open opens there'll be a lot more eating there yep. but also uh, the levee seems to be taking on a on a more uh, a, a eating place to go and have that, that uh, snack and, and eat
1: Yep yeah absolutely I think that the you know my vision and my hope uh, for our city is I know there's a there's a lot of traffic that goes um, east to Newcastle for nights out with the family or dinners out with the family. And I'd love for that to be reversed where, you know, people from, from Newcastle go, oh, you know, I want to travel up to the levee. I want to go and celebrate with my family on the riverbank and, and have, a, have a meal and a celebration there. And I think that's what will occur, really. And that comes back to that visitor economy that we talked about um, with the airport discussion in the first, first meeting of the year.
0: Yeah. And, and one of the things you said you were very proud of is your connection with the community or the business connection with the community.
1: I think that's something that we really focused on over the last couple of years and we've had some some big wins. I know one of the things that, that um, we worked on as a chamber and, and I was passionate in trying to get the, the local sporting teams involved with um, educating um, not only uh, the senior players but junior players in um, how to reduce domestic violence. We've partnered with Carrie's Place and those sorts of organisations, and you know, it's pretty pleasing when I sit down with our state member, Jenny Aitchison, and she tells me that locally in Maitland uh, there's been a quite a dramatic fall in the numbers. Um, and, you know, you hope that those programs have made a benefit or been a part of that fall. So bringing the chamber back to connecting to the community, it's important. I look at, you know, I mentioned there the sport, and I have a bit of a passion for, for local sport, and, you know, the, there's things like the number one sports ground's about to be upgraded, and I know the the guys at Maitland Maitland football have a really large um, game coming up against a visiting Chinese team on the 23rd of, of um, February. That all connects to the visitor economy. Yeah. The more of those events that we can get, the more people come and visit Maitland, more people spend money in our region, look at it as a potential site. They like the real estate or they look at the job opportunities. It's good for our economy to have those, those events here. And so I posed that question last year, why not Maitland? I'll continue to pose that question in 2017.
0: That's the sports side. What about the art and craft side? Is that um, flourishing as well?
1: Yeah, look, I think there's, there is a, a movement. I think the, down in the, that, that sort of the start of the levee corridor, um, you've got the um, historic society and the, and the upgrade to the Catholic Church there. You've also got the, you know, the, um, the town hall with its major upgrade last year in terms of it now has like stadium seating.
0: So, so uh, you've told me what's going on for the next three months. What other you got? Any longer term plans for for Maitland?
1: Um, look, we probably haven't sat down as an executive yet to to nut out our full twelve month plan. But I'll tell you what, Julian. There's one thing I am excited about, and we don't have an election this year. <laughs> So that will give us time to maybe strategise a little bit better than you know the the last two years with a state and then a federal election. It does it interrupts our year because we've got a lobby and we've got to focus on that for you know a two month period or so. So this year having nothing in the pipeline, fingers crossed. Depending on what goes on with our local council, well that's right. Um, it might be a focus for us to do some really good strategic growth.
0: Great. Well, thanks for your time again, Craig, and uh, we'll catch up with you as uh, as the year progresses.
1: No worries. Thanks, Julian.
0: Thank you. Bye bye. Well, it's time for our discussion on innovation. We're going to look at some exciting products. So we're going to talk to Christina. Good afternoon, Christina.
2: Good afternoon, Julian. How are you today? I'm
0: very well. A little bit hot, but uh, not looking for the next few days, but still.
2: I oh, know. It's dreadful. Anyway, today could, today could actually be classified as a cool day, really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh, oh wackadoo a do day I think, would be better.
2: Okay,
0: Okay. so, uh, well, this is an interesting one The first one you're going to talk about is a flying car I mean, we've seen them in the movies Uh, We
2: have They're going to happen They are going to happen and they're going to happen sooner than what we think So if you think Star Wars and all the flying vehicles there um, Airbus have a project called Project Vahana Where they plan to make an autonomous flying car this year so they're going to do the prototype this year. They believe that it will be um, doing short-haul trips by the year 2021. Wow. It's a helicopter-style um, vehicle. It's going to be able to transport several people. Um, now, for those people that don't know, Airbus is one of the largest helicopter, manufacturer, helicopter manufacturers, but they also um, are very much uh, into, into clean technology. So another interesting thing was um, that I read this week, with it, figures from the US suggest that with autonomous vehicles... Um, And also these flying vehicles, what's going to happen is it will reduce the need for parking spaces Mm. by more than 5.7 billion square metres, which is quite amazing, plus all the carbon emissions and everything um, else that comes with that, the the reduction in those because there's less vehicles. But Uber are also working on flying cars, um, and uh, people may or may not know that they have a a former NASA engineer on their team, and they've called it um, Uber Elevate. But that's a really nice, um, segue into, uh, so the Uber CEO this week, mm. oh, this week stepped away from, but last week didn't step away from Trump's advisory council. Um, and an interesting, uh, example or statement of where people are walking, you know, showing their, their loyalty with their feet. They actually lost 200,000 subscribers. Um, so it's, it's amazing what the clients and staff actually um, the effect that they had, because now, he, as we know, he has stepped away. So I thought that was quite an interesting um, observation about where where people are going. With you know that they are marching to or from product, um, mm. depending on a lot of ethical and values driven motives. Now
0: it, show, um, it shows that uh, even large organisations, the the <laughs> values and the and the actions of just the the, the senior management. Uh, can have just as much impact as uh, we as sole traders with just our little that, businesses.
2: That's right. And the, and the thing was, I don't think his intention was bad for not walking away when everyone else did because he said, I want to know what's going on on the inside. You know, He said, I want to be part of that discussion because if you want to drive change, you can't change
0: anything from, outside. from
2: the outside. yeah. Mm-hmm. However, in this instance, it's quite interesting the way it's happened. Um, another interesting um, thing that came out this week, uh, re-innovations you know, and what's going on, Lady Gaga. Um, Lots of people have been downloading her her performance at the Super Bowl. Um, You know, she did the halftime Super Bowl performance. What a lot of people don't know is that when she was on the rooftop and there was the American flag um, in the background, that was actually made up of three hundred drones. So as she jumped off the roof, the the flag kind of um, moved away, and they were all Intel Shooting Star drones. They are actually created for entertainment. They're driven by desktop software. Uh, and their movements are actually programmed. So that, that whole, if you go back and have another look at it now, um, it's quite interesting to think that the, all those dots were 300 drones. drones that were moving, you know, because they were programmed to create an effect, and they're specifically built for entertainment. Wow. Um, and another bit of good news, have I got, got time to talk yeah, to a little bit talk of talk about ThroatScope. I shall. So ThroatScope, which is the medical device um, with the so it's the all-in-one um, device that lights up the throat, um, has just been endorsed by the Oral Cancer Foundation in the state uh, as being the number one tool used to used for early um, detection of oral cancer, which is just a remarkable achievement for a local company. Mm. Uh, and they're also getting very much involved in the oral cancer awareness space. So watch this space because in July this year they're actually going to be um, creating Oral Cancer Awareness Week.
0: And, of course, that was... Uh... A local local person? was well, certainly yes. Australian, is it?
2: Yes, no, definitely local. So Jennifer Holland, um, is the CEO um and you know, innovator that, that who was sitting with her child at the doctor's yeah. surgery um and went, There's gotta be an easy way to look down my child's throat than putting a spatula and a torch down their throat and yeah. you know, went out, prototyped it at the two dollar shop. And here we are being endorsed as the number one tool for oral cancer foundation in yeah. the States.
0: That's where those ideas come from, isn't it? When we uh, oh, see the need and and do something
2: through necessity, yeah, absolutely. So just just wonderful things that are happening in the in the world of innovation. Um, and interesting how, as we said before, how people are showing loyalty to products, um, depending on on what, the what they're supporting, what they are, yeah, and values. And how isn't it wonderful that potentially maybe we're coming around to a values driven workforce?
0: Well, of course, social media. Points a lot to that, doesn't it? Because people do look at companies on the social media to find out really what they do stand for.
2: Daddy, and and you know we talk about um, being very much aware of, of business vision and values, uh, and this is a really good example of where you know it's not just lip service; it's actually it actually does have an effect. So, you know, people can go, oh, you, you know, that big decision values, what does all that mean? No, it's not really going to make any difference at the end of the day. But I think we've just seen a really good example, example. of where it does make a difference, yeah. Right. You know, 200,000 subscribers, that's not that's not short. That's not short. Um, that's a big shortage in their, in their subscribership.
0: All right. Well, you have uh, a good week. Uh, stay cool on the weekend, and we'll have a chat next oh, yeah. Thursday.
2: We shall. Okay, I look forward to it, Julian.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. We've got time for a couple of our Harvard Business Review tips. First one, to beat burnout, assess how you're spending your time. Relentless stress can easily lead to burnout, but it doesn't have to. Reassess your schedule and make time for self-care. Start by taking a few minutes to look, look at exactly how you're spending your time over the next week. This can be done on paper, in a spreadsheet, or a productivity app. For each block of time, record what you'll be doing, whom you'll be with, how valuable the activity is, and how you'll feel afterward. For the latter, use a scale from 1 to 10, where 1 is angry or drained and 10 is joyful or energized. At the end of the week, pinpoint the activities that negatively affected your mood and take action to limit them. Use that recovered time to do things that boost your energy. And set aside time for restful, positive activities away from work, like taking a yoga class or spending time with friends. So some interesting points there. We certainly don't want to burn out, do we? And this one also points a little bit to solitude. To have more aha moments, find solitude. Have you ever had a brilliant idea while taking a shower or knitting or working out? Aha moments tend to pop up when our minds are quiet and our consciousness is at rest. You can nurture these moments by creating an environment of silence and solitude. No matter how busy you are, do your best to take breaks between meetings and find some alone time. Go to an empty conference room or even better, leave the office and take a walk outside. Once you've reached a quiet spot, ignore what's going on around you and focus on your inner thoughts. Put your phone or on airplane, uh, airplane mode to completely disconnect from, uh, for a block of time. This will allow your mind to truly wander so your brain won't miss the next light bulb moment when it happens. We all look for those aha moments, don't we? Well, there's a way of doing it. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you enjoyed the program. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we're going to have an exciting show because Dale Beaumont from Business Blueprint is going to be back with us and he's going to be back in uh, Newcastle on the 24th of February with another wonderful free one-day workshop. We'll also have our Minute on Innovation with Christina and some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for business, the law and you at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as Ray Crock once said, you're either green and growing or you are ripe and rotten. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel.